You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of your show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Welcome to an NFC East Feast special showdown edition. And look who decided to show up after a four-game Washington win streak. Woo! I'm back, baby. I I got my swagger back. And I'm feeling good, baby. Your boy might be making pizzas, but we getting doves out here in Washington, man. I, I can't be more proud of my team. I can't be more proud of Taylor Heineke. I can't be more proud than my 12th string O-line that we're putting together every week. And I just, I'm loving every bit of it. I've, I've been watching you guys, and I know that not everybody, we're not primetime games. Not a lot of people are watching the Washington football team right now. No. And we're stirring up a pot of goddamn greatness lately and i cannot wait till this upcoming week against yours truly brian wills dallas and cowboys coming to land over baby and we're hot we're hot we're hotter than the boys right now you gotta yep. say it with four wins against not just trash opponents we're not playing the jets we're not playing the jags we're playing teams like the Bucks. I don't know. They might win the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> Again. The Panthers, the Seahawks, the Raiders, you know, solid teams. And we're not we're not playing trash. We're getting hot right now. And <sighs> looks who's coming to town who just lost to the Raiders, my ad, on Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, I know. I figured you would bring that up. But you know, like if, if you if you want to do that, like we beat them, so you'll beat that. You know, you, you can you can have fun with, okay, with that I, I get it. Okay. triangle of, of a mathematical <laughs> equation. But listen, I want to talk about just the X's nose of this game, bro. I want to get into, you know, we are only going to talk about the football team versus the Dallas Cowboys. And I mean, the numbers don't lie. The Dallas Cowboys are in first place at eight and four. The Washington football team is in second place at six and six. So we Can I just two- mention one thing because I'm very upset right now? Yeah. I wanted to discuss the dirty, dirty hit. And I know we're not talking about previous games right now, B. Yeah. But I do want to get this out. My man, Yannick Nickakwe, and I don't know yes. if I pronounced that right. Hopefully, I did not. I think it's Nickakwe, something like that. Ngakwe, I don't know if you saw the dirty hit to Logan Thomas while he was simply walking around during the play, but he went straight for his knee, tore his ACL out for the year, probably one of our best skilled players next to Scary Terry on the offense. I hope your fucking legs grow together, Ngakwe. Damn. I hope you tear your ACL tomorrow walking to the fridge. That's you guys really up. need to watch that hit, B. And I know you haven't seen it because we discussed before the pot. That isn't something that should not be in the league whatsoever. 
I mean, I did I'm not done. see the I did but, not see the dirty hit. Um, on red zone when I was watching, they panned as Logan was on the ground, thriving in pain. You knew it was bad. Um, I think the initial fears were it was like a complete tear of the ACL and the MCL. I think the MRI actually came back with better news than they thought. It's a partial tear of the ACL, but from what I heard, he's definitely probably going to miss the year. He might be able to come back. Some guy you guys made a deep playoff run, but. I just feel bad for Logan Thomas, man. He missed almost the past two months with a hamstring injury. He comes back last week um, as a part of the win that you saw against the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football, and he had a, a monster touchdown where he went sky high. Like you, got, you guys came out like bats out of hell against the Raiders, scored on your opening drive. Something y'all don't do very often, to be honest. No, but he is a key component of that offense. And like you said, other than Terry McLaurin, he's probably your biggest weapon as far as a pass catcher, and that's going to hurt you, man. He could have exploited my Cowboys linebackers, and I'm not happy that Logan Thomas is hurt. He's one of my favorite players on your team, to be honest with you. But I am happy that when we see the football team the next three weeks. We will not have to deal with his big ass. That's for sure. But yeah, that was that's a, that's something I'm going to have to uh, Google after after the pod to see how dirty it was. And shame on Yannick and Gakwe. But that that's the Raiders for you, for sure. Well, let's do. Let's most get into penalized this game. team. Most penalized teams next to the boys, I believe. Correct. They're up there. The Cowboys are also up there. But you know what? The Cowboys are also up there in George interceptions, in which we lead the NFL with 19. Okay. So your boy Heineke needs to be careful because although you guys pulled off the win against the Raiders, he threw kind of a careless interception in the fourth quarter. Did you see did you see he hit his arm on that interception though? The defensive player hit his arm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't just totally an errant throw. It was a bit careless. I'm not saying it wasn't. It wasn't a totally errant throw, though, is what I'm getting at. Okay. Well, yes. Well, well, but he's been known to give the ball away, but a lot of quarterbacks throw interceptions and not a lot, not a lot of quarterbacks get the ball back and then take their team on a game winning drive. That's, that's what I want to give Taylor Heineke kudos on. Although, um, whether the interception was on him or not, when he got the ball back, he took the team down the field and, uh, somebody by the name of Brian Johnson, not sure where you found this guy, but he's got ice in his veins, man. I think it was a 48 yarder to, for the win yeah. for you guys. Very yeah. impressive, it- man. It was a it was a huge kick. It was our fourth kicker this year. I don't know right. anybody in the league dealing with four kickers in one nope. year. That's got to be some sort of record in the last twenty years. But he did. He he kicked the field goal. I was so nervous. I was standing there watching it, and um, he did it. It just squeezed in, and I think the team is in love with him. He's 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 forever indebted with the team now. Uh, you know, it was a it was a big pick me up, and the team really rallied around. Derek Carr did not look the same. I think our defense, our games have been ugly. I'm not going to lie. Last playing a lot better. They're playing a lot better, and in the last again, the, our four game winning streak has been ugly. Honestly, the games are not fun to watch. Is because our defense is just playing really well. Right. Well, someone who else is playing well on the offense is Antonio Gibson, man. I was shocked when I looked at the stats today and saw that he's leading the NFC with 800 yards rushing. I was like, wow, he's the like, because I thought he was, I don't want to say a bust, but I know he was in in fantasy leagues. He was getting drafted like early second round, like a top 12, 14 pick. And I thought he was not near that value. But when I saw even playing with a broken bone in his shin, he's leading the NFC in rushing for good measure. Ezekiel Elliott is third and Jalen Hurts is actually fifth. So shout out the NFC East uh, for having three of the top five rushers um, in the NFC. But man, uh, J.D. McKissick was injured against the Raiders. I hope he doesn't play again against the Cowboys. But w- w- with uh, with JD 
and Antonio Gibson, man, that, that's that running that running attack. Although you guys have a lot of backups in the old line, it's impressive, and, I, and, I, and I'm impressed with Scott Turner for um, establishing an identity with the football team. What I think would be fun, um, maybe we can start with the running backs, or maybe we can just do the weapons. Period. I want to go kind of tit for tat. Cowboys versus football team. And maybe you and I can agree on some of these. And definitely, I know we'll disagree on a lot of them. Who is actually better? So let's start. Let's go with the weapons as a whole. And I want to start with my Cowboys and I'll make an argument. Okay. Of course, I'm going to say my Dallas Cowboys have superior weapons to the Washington football team. Of course, because I believe we have the best trio of wide receivers in football as a whole with Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, and Michael Gallup all healthy. We have Dalton Schultz, the handsome young man at tight end. And we have, I don't know if it's a two-headed monster anymore because Zeke isn't very scary. He's playing injured. But we do have Tony Pollard, who I'm sure you saw had a hell of a touchdown run against the Saints on Thursday night. But I think overall, whether it's Tony or Zeke, we have a respectable running game. And we have elite wide receivers, a pretty good tight end, and a huge advantage of quarterback we'll get into that in a second though but just wow. as as weapons as you would say would you agree with me that the cowboys have better weapons than the football team oh the washington football team's offense is the little giants versus the cowboys bro <laughs> we have people named adam humphreys wendell smallwood deandre carter Yami <laughs> brown curtis samuel john bates sammy reyes sammy reyes <laughs> We just found him in Cuba. He's like, that guy looks athletic. Let's pick muy, him up. Muy bien. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, dude. It, it, there's no argument there. I'm not going to be that ignorant. Uh, it's it's guaranteed on paper. It's 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 what you guys have. It's what it's what the Cowboys are are based. A lot of their drafts and a lot of their free agents picked ups has been based off of those types of weapons. Right. Um, so there will be no argument. Uh, but I'm not going to totally shit on the football team's weapons. I think Terry McLaurin is just as good as any of my three receivers. You guys don't yeah. have mm-hmm. a, a two and a three as good as ours, but he's just as good as our one, whoever you, you want to say that is, Coop or CD. You guys had a better tight end before this yeah. week. If Logan Thomas was active, you have a better tight end. Um, and I think the running backs, if, okay, let's just say for the sake of argument, Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick are both healthy on Sunday mm-hmm. at one o'clock when we play. I think you guys may have the stronger running back room. Now it's it's one A and one B. It's not a huge advantage, but I think overall, if I'll say if I say my Cowboys are an eight and a half out of ten on an elite level of weapons, I think the football team is is a six point eight or maybe a seven. So I don't think it's that huge of a discrepancy. Something Correct, that I w- but it doesn't matter when you're going against defensive lines like the Washington football team mm. and versus the Dallas Cowboys. So let's yes. bring it to the defensive lines here. And I know that we lost our two best defensive ends being Montez did. Sweat and Chase Young, but our, our defensive line has looked stout. Great. They can, no one has really ran the ball a ton on us. Our linebackers really Jamin Davis, middle linebacker. I've given, we, we both have not sure how he'd be out of Kentucky starting off the year. He did look great. Looked a little bit lost in preseason and I gave him a hard time. The guys really stepped up lately. Cole Holcomb has stepped up. Um, but back to the D line. Yes. D line. Another. Full of backups, man. I know we got Tim Settle. I know we got Deron Payne and Johnny Allen. Those are the guys that have been there for a while. Ionitis had a sack. Ionitis. I apologize. So the so the tackles are still there. The DNs, the booking DNs have 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 
you know, obviously are gone, but but we're kind of we're stepping up a little bit. What do you think about the D lines? How about that? I will say that clearly, if if you guys had an, a, a a healthy D line, not only are you better than the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. you're better than all 31 other teams in the NFL. Yeah. But as the rosters will form when the teams take on each other this Sunday, I still give you guys the slight edge. Although the Dallas Cowboys defensive line that you will see, that Taylor Heineke will see, will be the best version of them they've had the entire season. Demarcus Lawrence just came back last week. It was his first game back since week one when they lost to the Bucks. Neville Gallimore, someone who you're probably not familiar with, but I and most Cowboys fans are, is our best defensive tackle. His first game back this year will be against the Washington football team. And Randy Gregory, who's missed the last three weeks with a calf injury, will also return against the Washington football team. So we're going to line up Smoke Dog Gregory, Tank Lawrence, Neville Gallimore. I'm not sure if our if our fourth D lineman will be um, maybe Basham, Watkins, or even Tristan Hill. They kind of all rotate at that point. But I think we're bringing the best version of our Dallas Cowboys defensive line that we can. But let's be honest. I just think that just the two guys, Deron Payne and John Allen, are yeah, Pro Bowl level defensive lately. linemen, and yeah. they're two of the best in the league. And we can't we can't tout that man as much as I think Demarcus might be our best defensive player overall. He probably wouldn't even start if the Washington football team had a healthy defensive line. He'd probably be a rotational piece. So we don't me- measure up, but we will be the best version of ourselves. And I hope that that backup Washington football team O line is ready. And like you said, Ioannidis and Tim Settle, those guys start on a lot of teams. So the fact that you're rotating them in, I think makes the Washington football D-line just slightly better than the Cowboys. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I I do think John John Allen is has might be the one of the top five, definitely, but might even be the best defensive tackle in the best. league Oh, right yes. Now. You're not going to get it, any argument from me on that. He is shoving dudes around, dude. I mean, no one can really touch them. Deron Payne, Ioannidis, interior defensive line. We have the league by store. Yes, it's 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 the ends uh, that we struggle with, and 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 we definitely need some help on the backer side. Uh, Cole Holcomb being a, a faster linebacker that can run sideline to sideline. Uh, but yes, it's it's a closer one because of the injuries. But I'm going to go ahead and take this one to Washington for sure. All right. Well, let's. You talked about the linebackers. You alluded to it a little bit. Cole Holcomb is playing well, and you know I love his haircut. And uh, Jamin Davis, do your first round pick out of Kentucky. I believe the announcers for the the game uh, you guys had against the Raiders were Kenny Albert and John Vilma. If you guys are familiar with Jonathan Vilma, he was an All-American linebacker at the University of Miami, and he went on to have a pretty damn good successful career in the NFL as a linebacker. And he called out Jamin Davis on a play that looked like Josh Jacobs was going to walk into the end zone for a touchdown. Jamin Davis's closing speed on it was amazing. It was a screen pass that um, the Raiders had blocked out front. But Jamin Davis side, literally sideline to sideline, read this play, walked down Josh Jacobs, and John Vilma said, that's why this kid was a first-round pick. He hasn't put it all together yet, but if you go height, weight, speed, he's elite. So, I mean, he still needs to be coached up. He's definitely on the right team to do it. But I see potential with, with Jamin Davis, and I like Cole Holcomb. And I kind of feel the same way about the Cowboys linebackers. I like, not love. Um, Someone I do love, I I mean, I've been foaming at the mouth all season talking about Micah Parsons. Not only is he a runaway defensive rookie of the year, I really think that he might be in conversation for defensive player of the year. I talked about his stats last week, uh, already over 10 sacks. 
already over 40 tackles. He's he's mirroring Von Miller type numbers as a rookie. He's he's completely taken the league by storm. But other than that, I think our linebackers are a bit questionable. Of course, we got rid of Jalen Smith. I don't miss him, but um, Leighton Vander Esch continues to disappoint me. Every once in a while, he'll flash, but he looks nothing like the kid who we drafted out of Boise State. And Keon O'Neill, the tr- the uh, the the uh, safety who came over from Atlanta, who now plays linebacker. I would say he's average at best. He he's an okay backer. So I think overall, I th- I think I'm going to call this a draw. I think Micah is good enough that I could argue we might have a slight edge, but because of the mediocre play of the rest of our linebackers and the emergence of Jamin Davis, I'm going to say this is about a 50-50. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to echo that. I don't think we have anywhere cl- close to a Micah. So I'll say he's right. definitely the start of the group, but I also think we have some B plus linebackers that yeah. that honestly probably cover a lot better than Dallas's linebackers being the speed that we have with Jamin mm-hmm. Davis and Cole Holcomb. And they play the zone pretty well. Cole's been doing a great job. Sometimes he gets beaten every now and then in a zone, uh, but the tight ends don't eat him up too much. And I'm, I'm really not scared of the Cowboys tight ends too much. Uh, but, but again, scared of those receivers and, and leading into the receivers, I'm going to go ahead and call out our DBs who have been extremely strong from us lately in the last four games. And we didn't have Landon Collins in the game last week, which is a huge loss for us because he has really been stepping it up. But guys like Cam- is he, is he a DB George? Not really anymore. Yes. He plays in the box as a DB. He's hybrid. still a DB. He's a he's a hybrid. Uh, it took me a second there, but no, no. He definitely plays in the box, like B said. He has been playing really well lately be- mm-hmm. with that position and as kind of a slasher in there. Uh, but guys like Cameron Curl, I mean, everyone back there are sure tacklers. Kendall Fuller has been playing really strong. William Jackson III has been playing like we thought he would out of free agency. Yeah. The com- really – more than anything, the camaraderie and communication amongst the defensive backs have been the most impressive thing during this four-game winning streak is because we're not making mistakes. We're not giving up big plays. I think the only big play we made, we've given up in the last four games was a deep Tyler Lockett uh, touchdown in the middle of the field. But we really haven't been giving up much. And I will say, the Cowboys for sure as hell fucking has been giving up. And excuse my language, I've used the F-bomb a couple times. But they have. They have, they have. So I, and I understand that. And I, I'm assuming you're going to take the football team as the better secondary. A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand percent. Yes. hundred thousand. But stats don't lie, George. And I'll say it again. Turnovers is a thing. I'm, I'm, we I'm have 19 there. interceptions. The, do you know how many you guys have? It's six, dude. You uh, guys okay. don't take I, the ball away. And because I, they can't throw to people that are covered. That's you know? that's a fair that is a fair argument. Um, and Trayvon Diggs, he's given up. I think Pro Football Focus said it the most yards in the NFL in one on one covers this year. The guy is a gambler, but guess what? I like to gamble, and he gambled again. And he got his league leading ninth interception last year, dude. It's it's unprecedented the things that he's doing as far as taking the ball away. You need Anthony, if, to give you a baseball analogy: three hundred strikeouts, sixty five home runs, dude. Dude, that is Trayvon I, Diggs. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. He, he <laughs> might, we might just call him Mark McGuire. I don't know, but um, I guess he's more of a Sammy Sosa type. Or Mo Vaughn, dude. Ooh, oh, Mo Vaughn was thick though. My boy Trayvon, <laughs> thick, Trayvon's thin. Um, Anthony Brown had 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 an interception. We had four interceptions total uh, against the Saints, which got us up to to tie the Patriots at, at nineteen. But yeah, we get do we get beat like somebody like we stole something. Uh, Jordan Lewis, I talked about it last week. He had, he gave up the most yards receiving in a single game this year by a defensive back. 
Anthony Brown had the infamous four defensive pass interferences against him. You guys heard my rant last week on that. Um, he's he's better than that, though. He had a very bad game. Other than that game, he's only been penalized one time the entire year. So I think Anthony Brown, although um, he was definitely uh, cost us the game maybe on, on Turkey Day, he's been playing pretty well. I like Jordan Lewis for his physicality, um, as does I know our boy Costa K. If you, you saw Costa broke, I thought Costa's strength as a cornerback at Tarpon High was like on a screen pass. Costa would blow it up. He was good at sticking his nose as a defensive back and being physical. I think that's what Jordan Lewis does for the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of screen passes, you see 26 in the backfield getting tackles for loss, which you don't see from a lot of defensive backs. Someone who who I think, am I going to say, not necessarily makes us a better defensive backfield than you, but you should respect us a lot more, is J. Ron Curse. J. Ron Curse has been making plays. He did not come into this season as a starter. He has earned his way onto the football field. I talked I don't about think how anybody does to Atlanta. Oh yeah, but. yeah, yeah. People know who J. Ron Curse is. CT knows who he is. Shout out to our boy. Um, he's a good special teams player. He's been around for a while, but now he's getting significant playing time. He had a hell of a toe tap interception. Um, he's got two interceptions the past three weeks, actually. Uh, he he wears the green dot in the back of his helmet. As I said, it means that Coach Dan Quinn entrusts him to deliver the plays to the defense. That's something usually a middle linebacker will do, and we have a safety doing it. Um, our other safety, Donovan Wilson, I'm not sure if he's going to play in this game. He's average at best, and we do have DeMonte KZ, who is not really my cup of tea. Um, he does. He also had an interception last week. He's got a couple timely interceptions this year, but I, he takes very bad angles, I notice, as a safety, and I don't really trust him in, in uh, deep coverage either. So I will say the football team has slightly a better secondary, but because we create so many turnovers, I think it's closer than you might think. I but will say that we are a lot more sound defense overall than the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, yes, intangibles are a real thing. You guys have won a lot of games over turnovers. Yes. And that that does happen, but at the end of the day, if we can run the football and if we can be solid enough with the pass game, we have a good chance. If we turn the ball over against this high-powered offense, we have no chance to win this game. Yes, you guys are, are a more fundamental football team. As, as far as um, uh, from a coaching standpoint, I'm sure a coach could clearly see that you guys – are, are more well coached. You're more disciplined, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, we live and die by the turnover. And that's what I want to get to. I want to talk about turnovers, in particularly the people who throw them, which are the quarterbacks, which is why the Dallas Cowboys will all, in all likelihood, sweep the Washington football team this year. That's because we have one Dakota Rain Prescott. Now, Dak wasn't some five-star recruit. When he, when he went to Mississippi State, he wasn't some first-round pick. But he is now one of the richest players in the sport for a reason, George. It's because he's a winner. It's because he's elite. It's my quarterback. Now, I was rude at the beginning of the year. And I said that the Heineke honeymoon was over. I thought that what happened last year was a, was, uh, a mirage, I should say. And I didn't think that the lightning in the bottle that he captured in his limited time in the regular season and his one playoff start against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I didn't think it could be replicated, but these past few weeks, starting with your big victory against the Bucs, it has been. So I'm going to step back and apologize to you, Taylor Heineke, and all the Washington football team fans, because I think he 
He's not going to be your franchise quarterback, but I think he's a serviceable starter for probably this year, next year. And who knows? Maybe he'll play well enough to, to get awarded another contract. But he's not the reason that you guys were struggling. It was a team effort. And now that the entire team, including Taylor Heineke, is playing better, I have seen the flaw in my thinking. He's not bad. He's not that reckless. God, I, I, I love how fast he is. Every, every time he takes off with the football, he, he's faster he's than slippery, that. He's slippery, bro. He's slippery. Yes. He's much more elusive than Dak. So if, if, if this is a battle of uh, running yards, you guys have the better quarterback. And Dak just has the weapons, man. I don't think it's just the weapons. So it's, it's yeah, I, I don't think it'd be fair for you to say that. I don't that. think it'd be fair to compare because Taylor has no weapons. And, and I mean, honestly, Terry, of course, yes. yes. Logan has been out the majority of the time. And the guy's uh-huh. still winning games. I'm not saying Dak Prescott is, is worse, worse off than Taylor Heineke. But if Taylor Heineke had the weapons that Dak had, you can't say the guy wouldn't put up more numbers. I mean, more it, numbers? He's put, I don't know about that. You don't think the three-headed monster that you like to say would give Taylor Heineke more opportunity Not, to right, score. Right. I think we're, we're, we're misunderstanding each other. He would put up more numbers than he's putting up now. He wouldn't put up Correct. more numbers than Dick Prescott is putting up. That's Correct. fine. If, yes. you, if you juxtapose yes. them, then all that. of a sudden yeah. Heineke is – what's cool is they're both number four. All of a sudden Heineke is number four for the Cowboys. I don't think we're a better offense. But clearly if C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup were traded to the nation's capital, yes, Taylor Heineke would probably be a pro, pro bowl level quarterback. So I know, and I will say, and I, this is going to hurt you, bro, is that my man's tough, dude. Yeah. He's honestly the toughest quarterback in the league. And, and that's going to sound biased. I don't know if you've ever seen this guy get blasted. He has, dude, he has to prove himself. He's getting destroyed. I've seen D Lyman literally head to head contact. He gets up, he starts talking shit to 275 pound, 6'4 defensive lineman. It's so much fun to I watch. I love it. it it, it, it's just, it reminds me again, like Brett Favre, dude. And I'll say it again. Okay. Well, I think Dak Prescott probably has more Brett Favre-like numbers than, than Taylor Heineke. You, and yeah, Heineke, bro, stuff, I'm not going to take it away from Dak, him. Dak Prescott's sleeping on a sleep number bed, bro. Dak All right. Prescott. The guy's making 60, 80 million dollars sleeping on a freaking sleep number bed. His, his, he's, uh, get out he's here. He's got dude. some good commercials, man. Shout out to the sleep number he does, the Greek yogurt, the Oikos, too. He's no Baker Mayfield, but he holds it down. But you ever see Taylor Heineke in a press conference wearing a t shirt and ragged up jeans, dude? The guy I has like swag. It. I told you I like Heineke. I feel bad about the things sorry, I said sorry. about him. But you're talking okay. about how tough he is, bro. You don't think Dak Prescott's tough? His foot was facing the other way eight months ago. He came into the um he came into training camp with a dead arm, like a pitcher's injury. He missed a game with a calf injury. Dak Prescott is tough as nails. He okay. watched his right. mother die of breast cancer when he was in college. His brother blew his goddamn brains out last year. This kid is as mentally and physically tough as it comes, man. And I think just his 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 moxie. His poise, his his knowledge. I love seeing uh, how Dak Dak has progressed at the line of scrimmage when he's doing checkdowns, when he's reading the defense, which is something that I know Heineke um is very good at. Well, uh, going to his Being second, better. third, and fourth yeah. read, yes. Yeah. But overall, I don't think you argue with me on this. Although Heineke has clearly played better than I thought he could, the better quarterback on Sunday will be playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Agree, agreed, okay. and 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 I will say this though. Against good teams, passer ratings for Dak Prescott are definitely a lot lower. He do, he beats up on the bottom feeders of the NFL, 
And I'm, I don't know if I'm not going to dis- disrespect you and say the Washington football team are bottom feeders. The defense is definitely not. I mean, no. Yeah, yeah but I, I think that you're the kind of teams that Dak beats, teams that we should beat. I think we should beat the Washington football team. I'll be, clearly, I think that we will. I'm bitter, man. I think we've gone through everything other than uh, the offensive lines. And I'm not going to to gonna That's, be too mean. Yeah, the, the Cowboys yeah, have a better offensive line. Yeah, Ty- yeah. Tyron Smith is back healthy. Zach Martin is healthy. Um, our center is a liability, but other than that, Lyle Collins, Terrence Steele, um, we have a above average O line. Um, Tyron and Zach Martin are Pro Bowl level guys, but man, you guys have Brandon Sheriff. All due respect to the Sheriff, but other than that, I, I think I, I think it's a lot like Micah. I think Brandon Sheriff is probably the best offensive line out of all the group. I can I can vibe with that. But yeah, overall, but, but everyone else is absolute trash for sure. Yeah, but no, and it's not no. their fault, dude. They're, these are these. You said you said you had a fourth string center this past Sunday. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's wild, man. I'm not. Yeah, I won't even get into it. But, but again, we we've, we've been running the football. Uh, the the one thing I will say that I'm nervous about is the the Dallas Cowboys pass rush. I'm not nervous necessarily about your defensive rush game. Um, I will say that we've looked great pretty much against all fronts these last right. four weeks uh, when it comes to the running game. Now, Heineke does like to hold the ball a little bit, so I am worried about Randy Gregory coming off the edge. I am worried about Micah, you know, you know, blitzing from the linebacker position. So, you know, he does it. The, these things are are definitely worrisome, and and I'm going to go ahead and 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 I'm not going to be arrogant or ignorant here, but I I I I, I see the Cowboys winning this game and Landover. Uh, it's just it's it's hard to see without Logan Thomas. That's such a big, big piece loss. missing, man. That is that that right there is is really really tough. All right. Well, uh, clearly I'm going to pick them again, but not just because we're a dominant football team. We're going to come in there and blow you guys out. I think something that we had talked about before we went on the fact that you guys beat us by a combined score of 66 to 19 last year. You injured um, Dak Prescott. Didn't play in any of those games. I want to add the first game when we played in DC. You guys won. Uh, let's see. It was twenty-five to three. Completely shit on us. Um, you guys injured Andy Dalton in that game. So um, BAD Ben DiNucci got his first sniff of the NFL. You guys um, sent him right back to the bench real quick. And then on Thanksgiving, you guys made me vomit my turkey, much like I did this past Thanksgiving when Antonio Gibson ran buckshot all over us, and you guys gave us a nice Thanksgiving Day uh, ass whooping, forty-one to sixteen. So I think that Mike McCarthy, who will be back from COVID um, in this game, can use that as motivation. This team swept y'all last year. These are the division champions. This is our moment right here. doesn't matter what we've done. doesn't matter they're waiting for, and it looks like we're going to cruise the division title. What matters is what we do against these guys, against these 53 men the next three weeks. That will decide the division. No disrespect to the Philadelphia Eagles or the New York Giants. These next... Two games that will be played in the in the next three weeks between the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team will decide this division. Dallas Cowboys lead this all-time series 73-47. to 47. We've tied twice. We're traditionally dominant. That certainly wasn't the way last year with our backup quarterback. But I think we get back on track. Vegas has this as a minus four Cowboys spread. I might push the points. I'm not the Vegas export, but I will go. The Dallas Cowboys to get a gritty road victory. Cowboys twenty nine, football team twenty seven. Yeah, that, that that's closer than than I I would imagine that you would uh, predict on this game. A to couple be honest weeks ago, I, I would have thought it was a blowout. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And and I, I think we've been playing with such great momentum and, and we're really starting to believe with each other in that locker room. Um, a lot of the, you know, Ron was in the locker room against the Raiders or, or post game. And, and he basically say that, that nobody tells us if we're going to win or lose, we dictate yes. our future in this league. And I, I freaking love Ron Rivera. I won't get too much into that it. Gave me goosebumps, man. It's, it's the truth, dude. It's the truth. We, we dictate where, whether we win or lose. Um, but, but I, again, that's going to help us. And Ron's going to lead us in there. I I just don't know if we can stop the weapons that the Cowboys have. I just don't know if Heineke has a supporting cast um, to to score enough against the boys. I think if we can continue to run the football like we've been doing, I think we do have a chance to win this game. But I think at the end of the day, Heineke is going to have to show out the end of the game, and he's going to have to throw the ball around a little bit against against Dak. And I, I could see a couple picks happening. But if Heineke wins this game, yeah. If Heineke wins this game, that's my quarterback, bro. I know. If he wins this game with no weapons against the Dallas Cowboys leading the division in as Landover, healthy, a healthy Dallas Cowboys. There's no excuses. All my guys yeah. are back. This is a healthy team. Everybody. Everybody's back. Then you start wondering. Yeah, it's, it's a team, dude. There's Listen, not a man. lot of individuals on this team. I don't want to look forward too much, but if you guys win this game, clearly the Cowboys will be eight and five. The football team will be seven and six. You guys will be one game back, but I think I might have to admit next week that if you guys win this game with the circumstances that are at play, the best team in the division might not be in first place. And I will be shaken in my boots that in two weeks when, when you guys come to Dallas to play us, that you might break out the brooms and just win the division and put on the, the, the East Feast Championship hats right in front of us. So, And that's a stretch, B, and I know that you're you're being pessimistic because you're a Cowboys fan just like I am a Washington football fan, and we just always think there's something going to happen at the end of the year where you know our dreams just get destroyed. And, what and can I go get wrong it. will go wrong. And honestly, I prefer to be in this seat. I want to be the spoiler. You know what I mean? Because sure. I, I, I don't, again, I took the Cowboys in this game, but I, what I love to be the spoiler here. And and that's what makes it so much fun in the NFC East. And I know I haven't been on the pod lately, but I've been watching and I've been listening to y'all. And I, and I just want to say, we appreciate everybody that's listening yes. uh, to this special edition of a, we're out here Monday night, baby. Who plays tonight? Dude, have you seen the Patriots and the Bills game is a snowstorm. This is going to be oh, some classic. Yeah. This is fun. So, yeah, get ready for that. Make yourself some some hot chocolate. Maybe have a cold beer. But I'm looking forward to that. And um, I'll be back on with the boys to to uh, break down the last week, and we'll preview the, the rest of the NFC East. But, but me and George had to get on here, of course. The whole reason this podcast was started is because he's a Washington football team fan, and I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. And I can't wait, man. George, you know you're going to be getting a FaceTime from me on Sunday at about 12.59. And uh, and we'll see. We shall see because I cannot wait to watch this game. But I appreciate you you hopping on the mic, man. I've missed you. I'm glad you're back. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And this is the NFC East. East. Free-